Hi, this is Taylor. And Cameron. And you're listening to the Black Maiden Debt Free Podcast. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the quick cast powered by Black Married and Debt Free. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you and welcome to today's episode. If you're new to the Black Mary and Debt Free podcast, my name is Marcus, and I'm one half of the team. I do this podcast along with my wonderful wife, Shira Murray, and we have two episodes a week. All right. So our main episode comes on Sunday evening, Monday morning, and this is the midweek dose of our podcast. Now, on this podcast, we talk about our financial journey from paying off six figures debt, six figures worth of debt and transitioning into the investment side right we became real estate investors we own five properties out of state and we also are contributing around 30 35 percent of our w-2 income to the stock market uh, in an effort to retire early and to change our family situation change our family legacy and leave something for our kids so if you like that type of content you're in the right place And for those of you who's been rocking with us for some time now, we can't thank you enough. You guys show up every week. And so that's why we show up every week. Now, on today's episode, this is when I kind of get to talk about the things that Shire won't let me talk about when she's not here. Or I can just talk about whatever I want. So this is usually I end up talking about things going on in the economy and kind of breaking those things down to bite size doses and, and and really making it so that you can consume information that otherwise you would be like not getting right or not really sitting down to digest so that's what i'm here to do that's what i'm here to do and we're going to talk about some interesting topics today one we have to talk of course about the recession, what that looks like, what the Fed did. They just raised the interest rate another 0.25 basis points to really get us, or 25 basis points, 0.25%, to really take us into a place we haven't been since 2007, which was was on the heels of, on the, the, the cusp of the, great recession of 2008 2009 
Now, the Federal Reserve announced another 25 basis points rate hike last week, bringing the federal funds rate to the highest level since 2007. But according to the double line capital founder, Jeffrey Golich, this should mark the end of the U.S. Central Bank's hawkish stance. So this economist is predicting that and, and many others have also predicted that this will be the time when the Fed begins to pivot. And when we say pivot, we mean they've been on this this strategy to lower the hyperinflation we've seen since the pandemic. They've been on this strategy of raising interest rates, which is really raising the cost of borrowing money in an effort to quell society business and personal from using credit or leveraging credit to buy more stuff, right? That's what we do. We get credit cards. We buy more stuff. We get a home mortgage. We buy a house. We get car loans. We buy cars. Well, buying and purchasing and putting money into the economy is what is causing hyperinflation. Because as demand goes up or as as people begin to buy more businesses, homes, grocery stores, goods and services go up. They say, hey, y'all buying, we're going to raise these prices. So the strategy that the Fed is tr or tried to implement, and they say it's worked in the past, really is one of their biggest strategies, is to raise interest rate. So they make the cost of borrowing money higher, which in turn will make folks borrow less, which in turn will force people to spend less. That's their theory. And so they've been on this meteoric uh, push to raise the interest rates. And like this statistics said, they've done more rates hikes uh, since 2007. And so what me and Shire was talking about yesterday was that one, they've done all these, these rate hikes, which has a negative effect too, right? Because now there's less spending in the economy. It's harder for people to buy homes. And so if that move doesn't do what they think it's going to do, or thought it was going to do, which is bring inflation down, you're really causing another strain on the economy, right? Banks, you're seeing banks collapsing. Um, not large banks, but smaller banks, which do most of the lending, they're collapsing as a result of higher interest rates because there's no activity. There's no transactions. There's no, there's less folks borrowing, right? So you're seeing a, a strain in that sector of the economy, but they're not seeing the positive that they want to see, which is inflation going down. The CPI report states that folks are still spending. Folks are still uh, buying goods and services. And so essentially their plan of if we raise interest rates that will force people to stop spending is not working. It hasn't worked. But now we're left with high interest. So that's when you start talking about pivoting. So 
my question is, was this a bad idea from the Fed? Was this, did they do more harm than good? Because they have, one, they haven't fixed the problem of inflation. And now we're left with extremely high interest rates. And so what me and Shire was talking about yesterday, to go back to what I was getting ready to say, we started thinking about the Fed, it wasn't so much that that they needed to raise it uh, high, right? So much as it was that they needed to raise it sooner. If you go back to 2020, me, me and my me and Shire, we bought our forever home in 2019. At that time, I think we got our interest rate for like three something, which was really, really low, like historically low. And fast forward two years from 2019 to 2021, we bought three properties out of state. And they the interest had dropped, and so if they were if they were at historic lows in 2019, then we had the recession, which put a strain on the economy, or affected the economy. Then going into 2021, it got lower, and so what that did was that just made people spend more, right? Because month, you know. Businesses borrowed more, individuals borrowed more because the interest on the borrowed funds were so low that in turn people borrowed more and in turn spent more, which drove prices up more across all sectors. And one could, sitting back now, one can ask, why didn't they just pivot sooner or why didn't they increase the rates sooner? Why didn't they forecast this right from 2019 historic lows to 2020 got even lower 2021 got even lower. And then in 2022, they finally decided, Hey, we should probably do something about this. And so you question the fed, like, this is what y'all supposed to do. This is what y'all do. Why am I just a guy who's interested in the economy? How can I see that, man, maybe if they would have did this, then they would have moved this piece at this point. We'd be in a whole different ballgame. And so now folks are pretty much calling for a pivot. And I think it's 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 sad because they didn't do what they sought out to do. And they may not pivot on this next month, but they're definitely they've definitely slowed down, which is kind of an admission of, hey, is this really it hasn't been working. And so I don't know where that leaves us as far as inflation is concerned, because people are still buying. We know people are losing their jobs. We're going to talk about this in a second here. We know homelessness is on the rise. Uh, layoffs are up prices are up i mean we're in we're in a recession we're in the throes of a recession i think we still have significant time left in this recession probably 12 to 18 months and it's going to get worse and the one tool that the fed said that they had to really help they didn't it didn't work it's not working so we're going to keep an eye on this um one good thing that i talked about on the front end 
when the Fed started raising the interest, I said, there's going to be a moment where they pivot. Now, what they did do and what we and Shire have seen that's a positive is that home prices have gone, has dropped significantly. They were astronomic at like in like early 2022. And so they've gone down to more of a palatable number. I mean, it's still spicy, but at least you can, at least you can, you can get it down. Right. Uh, so that's a positive. And with them dropping the interest, you're going to have a nice little spot there where it's like, okay, maybe interest is at 5% and the home prices haven't really, uh, ticked up. So maybe that's a good little place to hop in and grab something, or maybe the interest drops to four and the prices go up a little, but it makes more sense to buy now because the, the, or my monthly payment is better. So that's something you're going to want to keep an eye on. I call it the sweet spot. And I talked about it months ago, but you want to, you're going to want to keep an eye on that. I've always been of the mindset like, yo, house prices can be whatever they're going to be. Give me low, give me a low interest. Give me low interest. And I know that a lot of investors say, no, I want the home price low. And in, in the interest could be whatever it's going to be because I'll be able to refinance later. My retort to that is I'm going to look until I find a good price. So I, I prefer the interest to be low because I'm not going to overpay for the house. Like it's just not going to happen. I'm just, I'm either not going to buy or I'm going to find a home for the right price. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to look until I find the right home for the right price somewhere in the, in this country. And that's how I look at it. And so because of that, I prefer for the interest to be low. And so that's just my school of thought, but to each his own. All right, y'all, we're going to move on to another topic before we get up out of here that I think is pretty interesting. This whole AI thing. I'm sick of it. I'm irritated by it. I'm scared. I'm cold. I'm nervous. I'm, 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 I'm I'm all the things because we've seen these movies from I am legend to Terminator to Terminator two T two. You know what I'm saying? We've seen this where the humans, humankind creates something that's uh, artificial intelligence, a robot or algorithm or all this stuff. And we've seen it in real life with the algorithm where you have geniuses putting together, um, putting together technology that can almost think on its own. And then it starts to outthink its creator. Shoot. You can go back to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? When Dr. Jekyll was making some type of potion and, creating a concoction and then he realized this stuff is turning me into a monster that I can't control. Right. I've created a monster. The whole, I've created a monster, uh, quote. And so we got a lot of stuff jumping up with this AI. We have, uh, the godfather of artificial intelligence has, uh, that was with Google left Google. So he could quote, speak freely on, the AI movement in that he thinks it's moving much, much too fast. Now that's not scary. If that's not something you've heard in a movie, I don't know what it is. He also goes on to say that 
what helps him sleep at night is that he tells himself, if I didn't, you know, Godfather this artificial intelligence or put take this artificial intelligence to where to an, to another level. If I didn't put in the time, if I didn't create this thing, someone else would have. I mean, that sounds like if that ain't some drug dealer talk, I don't know what is. You know, if I don't sell these, sell it, they're going to get it. The fiends is going to get it from somewhere else. I mean, this just sounds like some power uh, ghost type uh, talk. I mean, it's just this is crazy stuff, but it's getting crazier because what are we going to be telling our kids to go to college for in the, within the next five to 10 years? Right. Because. This is this artificial intelligence is going to be changing the job landscape and canceling out a lot of jobs as this thing grows, as this thing start people, businesses start to figure out what jobs this can cancel. Whoo, it's going to be interesting. So Microsoft reveals that AI skills, uh, they reveal the AI skills that will be crucial to landing a job in the future. So this is something we definitely want to keep an eye on. Let's take a look. Uh, AI is being touted as the biggest technology advancement since the creation of the Internet, according to Bill Gates. And it says whether it's freezing hiring to see if bots can take on the roles or creating jobs to test the technology. Market leaders in the sector believe that everyone needs to be getting AI ready today. Lord, I'm so sick of this stuff. Can I just live? Can we just live? Could we ever breathe and and live without white knuckling life? Like we is is always something else we need to learn or get ready for. Okay, I digress. Let's let's keep going. So according to Microsoft Work Trend Index released on Tuesday, the labor force needs to start working on their AI skills immediately or risk being left behind. The CEO of the tech giant, which has invested ten billion in market disruptor and chat GPT creator. He says there's an enormous opportunity for AI powered tools to help alleviate digital debt, build AI aptitude and empower employees. Okay. I like how they do that. Empower employees. Well, Goldman Sachs predicts that 300 million jobs could be lost or diminished because of the technology. While the godfather of AI, which I spoke about earlier, Jeffrey Hinton, has warned the technology could replace roles like paralegals and personal assistants. Now, there are some breakdowns that I've seen online of the type of jobs that AI could potentially dissolve. And the legal space was huge. It was like 37 percent of legal jobs i'm like yo that's kind of crazy but i'm gonna tell you what i know one thing that ai won't be able to replace and that's our blue collar brothers and sisters right our bus drivers you know what i'm saying uh uh, 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 our folks that 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 bring their lunch pail to work and get it in shout out to them shout out to y'all man We, we appreciate we appreciate our essential workers right well let's keep going so with the nature of work expected to shift, uh, 
it says business leaders were asked which skills would be increasingly critical in an AI age. So let's just talk about a couple of them here. It says, uh, let's see here. Rounding out the list, more technical abilities such as bias detection and handling and AI delegation. Okay. Okay, here we go. Following. Okay, now here's what here's what they're saying. The most important aptitude the respondents agreed is analytical judgment followed closely by the ability to work flexibly. Following that were skills that were less tangible, like emotion, emotional intelligence, creative evaluation, and curiosity. Corinne Kimbrough, chief economist at LinkedIn, said, we're in the next phase of change with the introduction of generative AI, and it's already starting to reshape the labor market. While it's still early days, this shift will expand opportunities, create new ones, and uh, maybe cancel out old ones. So this is, look, this is, this, this, we're going to do more digs on this. But one thing I could say is this is real. This isn't a joke. This isn't a test. I don't think this is Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. I don't think this is here today, gone tomorrow. I Or I don't think this is an NFT. You know what I'm saying? I think this is serious. And this is going to be something you're definitely going to want to keep your eyes on. Because as we raise kids and gear, get them ready for college, or you don't want your kid going to college for something that's going to and getting a degree and something that he's not going to or she's not going to have a job for. And so we're going to want to keep our eye on. OK, what is this AI going to cancel out? I'm hearing also that a lot of engineering jobs may be phased out. Right. That was the new hot thing. Uh, you want your kid to go to school for engineer, some type of engineering. Well, if they get computers to do those tasks. Then we out here looking silly. So this is something we want to keep an eye on. Don't just sneeze. Don't just, you know, sneeze at it. I think this is something we got to we got to come back to and definitely keep an eye on. Like the lady said, we're in the early stages. Um. One thing that I find solace in is like I'll probably be done working before this whole thing jumps off. And so that's why if you've been with the black married and debt free movement, if you've been changing your financial situation going back last year, two years ago or three years ago when we started this podcast, you should be you should be in pretty good shape. Because we're going to have to get out the game before this stuff takes over, y'all. We're going to have to be or. We're going to have to get with the program. And so whatever, wherever you are, there you are. And, you know, just know that this stuff is coming down the pipeline and we're definitely going to be circling back and keeping an eye on AI. All right, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please do me a huge favor. Do us a huge favor. Leave us a five star review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. We really appreciate it. And we out. Peace.